Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 132. I photo, you photo, we photo. Welcome to the Nut Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and we are here to help you tech better. Across the table, as always, is Mr. Dave Baylor. Across the large conference room table yes. in well, our, yes. our massive uh, conference Expansive room. Expansive studio. studio. Yeah. Uh, well, hello. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Yes. This past Sunday was uh, hap- uh, was Happy Father's Day. <laughs> this oh, past yeah. Sunday was Father's Day, and I had a happy one, and it, from the looks of the pictures, I think you had a happy it one. It was too. very nice. Got to spend time with my father and my daughter, and it also... Randomly, for the first time since becoming a father, fell on my birthday. Oh, as yes. well. So the combo. combo <laughs> yeah, happy pack. birthday! Uh, it's in the mail, by the way. The uh, present. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I understand. I, I forgot. To, yeah, Amazon Prime. It gets weird. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little delayed. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. Well, enough of our holiday worship. Let's get yeah. on to technology this week. A couple pieces of follow up. Before we get on to the takes and the tips and everything else, the GDPR, we talked about that, the big old boring European Union regulations of, it's why we've been getting all those privacy emails and all that stuff. And they keep coming. I know. It's like, oh, I I had no idea. I hadn't logged into this website in 2000 years or whatever. Here's this GDPR thing. Well, the email marketing industry is really moaning about this because they can't get anybody to open these emails and resubscribe <laughs> the people that are doing it where it's like, yeah. do you still want to hear from us? Click this button to stay on our list. And it's, it's like, like, well, nope. most people aren't opening them. And then a lot of people are going, oh, yeah, I don't like getting these emails anyways. So they're just. And to be compliant, they have to take you off the list by default, right? Yeah. Is that the thing? Yeah. The, yeah. For Well, depending on the interpretation of the law, some people feel that that's what they need to do, depending on. How they got you on the list, especially yeah. if they like bought a list or did. But if you actively subscribed, you could probably stay on the list. Yes, uh, so it's actually kind of a good benefit of the GDPR yeah. is less spam emails, and they're talking about how much money, but they just have to get better at what they do and get email addresses the right way. Which right or yeah, have a business model that doesn't involve being a jerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yes, indeed. That we should write a business book. <laughs> yeah, don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Uh, and we have to touch on you actually found this article. <laughs> yeah, I did. Crypto Watch. So what was this one here? I'm I'm loading it up here as we speak. Oh yes, Coinbase opens its crypto index fund to accredited U.S. investors. So it's uh, so like with you know Clark Howard that we mention often that gives financial advice. He will say to invest in index funds instead of yes. individual stocks. So this right. would be the same thing. Coinbase is one of the largest exchanges uh, for buying, selling Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. And so now they've got this index fund that accredited investors, they can you buy can, into this. It's easy to invest in now. Yes. So, yeah. So what do you think about this? Um, I, I asked that question, but I'm going to give you some more information. I was listening to... Uh, the Don Miller uh, StoryBrand podcast. Oh, yes. And they were talking with a blockchain Oh, I guy. haven't listened to that one yet, the latest episode. And they were talking about cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. And um, people have been making money by investing in this. And I have a friend who's put some money into cryptocurrencies and you know buy low and sell high and all this stuff. Yeah. So this is just one other mechanism. It's becoming more mainstream, I guess. This yeah. helps it become a mainstream. But what are your thoughts on all this? Because I know that you have been kind of negative on investing in these. Yeah. Yeah. um, Well, in a moment, we'll take a look at the price and you'll see why I'm not real hot on investing. This to me shows that Coinbase is having to think of different ways for themselves to make money and expand their their products where last December they were just rolling in dough because everybody was on the bandwagon and doing stuff. And then uh, it has slowed down a lot. So they're having to think of different ways. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not saying it's never going to be a great thing. I just don't see – I just feel like there's a lot better ways to invest that are a lot yeah. lower risk. I've been having a lot of success with Acorns and Stash. Oh, yeah. The uh, apps we've for, talked yeah, about, simple it just, savings apps. It takes and, a couple dollars here, a couple dollars there automatically out of my, my banking account, and that might be terrifying to those of you who have a, a rolling $15 balance in your yes. <laughs> bank account. But I'd looked in there, and there's 
several hundreds of dollars that have been accumulated. And I take one step further and I invest the monies and the account into different stocks that they offer. And I've had returns. I've had gains. Nice. You know, I've I've earned like $13 or something like that from just uh, dividends and various things. So it's really great. Yeah. So if you want really like to do some risky investing and want some highly volatile stuff to try to buy low and sell high, this is the way to go. It's just that, again, it's not built on anything. If you buy stock on Apple, it's, you know, 30 years of history and great products and them making tons of money. Whereas cryptocurrency, it's the bet that it's going to be the money of the future. Yeah. I don't know much about index funds, but Coinbase has one now. So this might be a way to get started. Yes. A, a much safer way. Yeah. So let's look at where our Bitcoin is. I've opened up my handy dandy app and the ticker, it is currently at $6,744 and 90 cents. Uh, and it is quickly changing, but it has seen over the last three months, it's down 20% six months, which was December mm-hmm. when the big it's down, uh, <laughs> It's down, the high was $19,289, so it's down 66%. It's a third of the value, less than a third of the value of the high point. Right. Um, so I I don't know if you can make, but it's, it goes up and down every day. It can jump it several hundred dollars yeah, in a day. Yeah, you can buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high, wash, rinse, repeat, and you yeah. can make some money on it. Yeah. And so you can also lose that. some money with it, too. Yeah. So if there is anybody out there that would like to chat with us, we'd love to interview you and uh, ask you what you're doing and if it's working for you. Uh, but I just don't – it's not something that I'm going to put a lot of risk into. Yeah. Something I put risk into every week is Dave's Pro Tips of the Week. Yes, I said tips. We've got a couple this week. We've got a couple tips. The first one I wanted to talk about was my friend Julie. I talked with her this past week. Uh, Hi, Julie, if you're out there listening. She has a Mac at home, and she uses the Photos app to manage her photos. Previously Uh, called iPhoto. Right, and it's very confusing to me. I often make the mistake uh, because I've called it iPhotos for years. But Photos... One of the issues she's having is exporting them to an external hard drive. I'm assuming for some type of backup or if she wants to share the files with somebody else. I'll go through the steps of how to do this, but there are a couple things that I think might be going on. One thing she mentioned, or actually her husband mentioned, that the hard drive doesn't seem to be mounting to the desktop. And I was like, well, if it's a PC formatted hard drive, it should work. If it's a FAT32 or XFAT, um, there might, there's a newer one, I think, that that windows has that may or may not mount the NTFS is questionable. Format, yeah. So yeah. So it, it could be a weird thing, but they just bought it like from a store and hooked it up. Yeah, it's it should gotta, be, they make them all cross compatible out of yeah. from the store now. So I think it's probably an X fat, but if they had to, and there was nothing else on the drive, you could reformat it as a Mac hard drive and HFS plus volume, or if it was an SSD, you can get away with the new uh, Apple file system, APFS. Yes. Uh, but file that's, systems. That makes yeah. for <laughs> riveting conversation. Yeah. But that's getting into the weeds a little bit. One thing that I think that they should check if they're noticing that the hard drive is not mounting, well, maybe it's just not visible. And mm. so what you can do is you can click on your desktop on your Mac and then go up to the Finder uh, menu item. And there's a preferences, and the shortcut is command comma. We'll always bring up this. But you bring up those preferences, and there's a checkbox to show external drives. It could be that it's just not showing. So it is mounting but not showing. But that may not be the issue. I just wanted to alert people that if they hook in an an external hard drive and don't see it pop up, that's probably the reason why. Um, It doesn't show by default. Now let's go into the Photos app. I have a multitude of photos in my photos library, and... The state of where those photos are can be questionable sometimes. Yes. And so, again, let's go into the preferences. You can get there by hitting command, comma, just like on your on the finder. Or you can go up to the photos menu item and click preferences. This is where things get interesting. If you share your photos from your phone to the iCloud photo library and back down to your Mac, you have two options. You can choose to download the original photos to your Macintosh, the store on your hard drive, full resolution, full file size, full everything. Or you can choose to optimize the Mac storage. And that means it will pull down a bunch of thumbnails. And then when you're ready to edit a photo, to open it up, to do anything with it, to share it, it will quickly download that photo to your computer and then you can work with it. Here lies the problem. Let's say you have a thousand photos 
that are optimized for storage and you want to share them to a hard drive right now. It's going to take probably an hour to download yeah. all the, depending on your, your uh, internet capability, your speed of your internet. So that might not be something you want to do. Or if it's 40,000 photos or a hundred thousand photos, it is not going to share those photos anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to download everything and copy it over. The other option with download originals to your Mac, this might be what you want to do. The caveat being, if you have a super large photo library, you may not have enough hard drive space yeah. on your computer to store all of them. And so you're in this weird space. But what I would suggest to Julie is to make sure, because I'm assuming her computer probably has big enough storage to store her photos. I hope that it does. To click the download originals to this Mac. Mm-hmm. Once they're all downloaded and in the iPhoto library, I'm sorry, I said that again, in the photo library, yes. here's how you share them. You will select them either in a, an album or your entire library, or you can pick individual ones to share or to export. And then you're going to go up to your file menu. So I'm going to select one random photo. I'm going to go up to my file menu and I'm going to go to export. And I have some options here. I can export my photo or I can export the unmodified original. So what this means is, is if I have cropped it, made color edits, uh, flipped the photo around, rotated it or whatever, that's what's going to be exported if I choose that first option. If I want an untouched raw photo out of my library, I'm going to choose the second option, which is export unmodified. And then once that happens, you know, you've got some options, what type. Do you want it to be a JPEG, a TIFF, and the quality and all Mm. these different things? Once you click the export button, it will then choose where you want to save this photo. And this is where you would select that external hard drive. You say, I want to export it here. And if you want to create a new folder, there's a little button right there that you can create a new folder on your external hard drive so they're just not all spread across your entire drive. Yeah. Uh, so anything to add to this on exporting? There, well, I'll, I'll say this. There's also the share menu mm-hmm. item where you can share it by texting, uh, airdropping, share it to a note, to a social media, those type of things. But export is what goes to like your hard drive or an external hard drive sharing goes to a third-party service or a first-party Apple service. Yeah, My only, in thinking through it, and one backup is none backup, if she's just trying to archive all the photos, you can go in there and you can do the export option and it'll put them all in one folder. Right. It's just the photos. You can also just copy the entire photo library. So you could use Time Machine, Apple's built-in mm-hmm. backup thing, where it would just make a full copy of your library. It's not going to be easy to go look at your photos within those folders, but it gives you, it would be a simpler, like, you know, if you've got 20,000 photos, just to copy the whole photo library as a backup, and then also do something like Backblaze, uh, $5 a month, where it would do the cloud backup and copy everything up to the cloud. And that's everything on your hard drive. Yeah, yeah. So if you are looking for the location of your photos library, you'll need to go to your your main hard drive, go into your pictures folder. It's in your user folder. And then there will be a file probably named photos library. Yeah. And that's where all your photos are stored. And it's, it's a, a package and it has multiple folders inside that package archive. But to the normal user, it looks like one giant file. Yes. Mine's yep. sitting at 4.55 gigabytes, and I barely have any photos in here. I don't know what's taking up all the space. Mine's but... at 269.65 <laughs> gigabytes. Yeah. And I have lots of photos in there. But yeah, if you guys have specific questions on that, please let us know, because we just dumped a lot of different options on you. But yeah. it is a great idea to have some sort of backup of that photo library, especially if it's the only place where you have a lot of those photos, uh, which on our computers for a long time, that's kind of how you imported from your camera mm-hmm. and they were all on your computer. So it could be everything from 15 year, you know, the last 10 to 15 years uh, is just sitting on your computer. So I would make sure that you have it somewhere else. And to just piggyback on that real quick, 
Apple put out to make better photos, uh, they put out some new videos on their how to shoot on iPhone mm-hmm. page. Some great new videos yeah. teaching you uh, great techniques for just doing better photos. The panoramic feature is one of them. They have them on your uh, – they're on their YouTube channel as well, so you can just mm-hmm. search for them on YouTube. But it's official from Apple, so they put a lot of care into building these, and they have uh, – they release some new ones, and there's a bunch of old ones too – Portrait selfie, bouncing live photos, all these little things that you might see somebody do. Well, Apple's created some really great videos to teach you how to do it. And the production quality on those videos is rather high. And the one that I saw that I think made me put the link in here was uh, shooting with a backlight. And Uh, so it was these people walking through like an underpass and create atmosphere. And so one of the guys kicked dirt into the air and then adjust the, you know, the focus point and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. So it was really a clever little tutorial. Yes, I need to go back and make sure I watch through all of those because they're well worth it. We also got a voicemail, so we're going to give yeah. you a third tip. Well, that first one was about 10 tips all in one. Yeah. Um, but we got from listener Elliot down in Australia. He was on one of way back on one of our episodes, uh, but he called in with this question. Hey, not nerd. It's Elliot calling from Australia. I got my ear AirPods in right now. However, my dang Toyota always defaults to grab the Bluetooth that's in the speaker system of the stock Toyota system. And I want to tell my iPhone, hey, no, 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 if my AirPods are in and connected, don't don't switch off of that and take the call with the stereo in the car. So how do I tell my iPhone, these are the list of priorities, this is my number one Bluetooth device, this is my number two if that's not connected, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's all I know. Love your work. Well, thank you for the kind words, Elliot. Yes. Good day to you, Elliot. And I do not have Bluetooth in my car. I <laughs> You drive this ghetto 1972? No. No, I don't. I just don't. But I always use my AirPods, so I don't almost almost don't want yeah. Bluetooth in there. But you famously have the Nulixi yes. Bluetooth FM transmitter. You may want to look at our YouTube channel. Yes, Not Nerd has a YouTube channel. I think there's five videos yeah, on it. Yeah, there's a few up there. Um, anyway, I did Not re- quite at <laughs> Apple's level, but uh, we're working on it. I did a, a review of the Nulixi FM transmitter, yeah. uh, which allows you to connect your phone via Bluetooth or by cable, whatever, yeah. to this transmitter. And then it does an FM transmitter that your FM radio can pick up. And so it's all very convoluted and weird and a terrible way to get audio mm-hmm. into your car speakers. But it's what I got. Yeah, And I, too, have AirPods. And so I'll be listening to something in my car, and it will automatically pair to my phone and the song I was listening to or the podcast will go through my car speakers. Mm. There's really no way to set a priority. The only thing you could do is unpair from the car thing and then only pair to it when you want to use it, which would be a total pain in the rear because yes. the pairing process is not very easy. So the trick that I use when I want to continue using my AirPods is I get into my car, I let the thing connect, do its thing, and then I double tap on one of my AirPods and it will transfer the Bluetooth connection right back to my AirPods. And so it takes like a second. Yeah. That's a workaround. It's not a solution. But Elliot, if you are listening to your AirPods and you get in your car and you just want the audio to be routed through your AirPods, double tap them and the phone should be smart enough to switch it from whatever Bluetooth uh, connection you have back to your AirPods. So give that a try. That's that's a good tip right there. Like at home every once in a while, my podcast will connect to the apple tv but the tv doesn't come on you know in your car yeah it could just be an awkward situation too because of course for me it would be the one like swear word out of every <laughs> 10 podcasts i listen to yeah. would come blurting through my stereo as soon as i yeah turn the car on like in the church parking lot yeah. or something when you're I'm, at mcdonald's <laughs> ordering a burger <laughs> <laughs> some tirade comes through my speakers but yeah it's you know we were talking a little bit before the show and elliot mentioned if you could just have preferences because yeah. like for me if my AirPod is in my ear, I want AirPods all the time. Yep. Don't. That, don't that's connect. why I have it in my ear. Right. Um, this is a feature that people have been asking for for a long yeah. time is set priority of Wi-Fi, uh, Bluetooth devices. And it, Apple simply doesn't make it available in their yeah. software right now for your iOS device. But it may be coming in the future. But give that a try, Elliot. When you wanted to send it to your AirPods, double tap them. They wake up, they connect. It should be instantaneous. Yes. 
congratulations on getting AirPods. Oh, yeah. He actually sent us a picture a bit back that he got them, and I still don't think I've met anybody that has them that doesn't just think it's life-changing. Yeah, we were downtown this weekend, and I think I saw a couple AirPod sightings. There was one guy on the other side of the street, and we were passing each other in Crosswalk who had them, and just like my daughter and I looked like, AirPods? Yeah. they're, They're becoming more available and people have them all over the place. I was watching World Cup and it was a bunch of one of the teams getting off the bus and I think all the guys they were just walking with their AirPods and yeah. makes sense for like a soccer player instead of the big old wireless beats <laughs> like you'll see the football yeah. players and stuff. It's they like, take up so much room. Yeah. How much music do you really need? Yeah. Uh well that was a lot of tips. Let's move on to some takes, the news of the week, what was going on, what we think you need to know about. So E three happened this week. We didn't have yeah. any articles on it. It's the large gaming convention and last year and this year they've opened it up to the public where so just average Joe Schmo could go and said just yeah. the press yeah. and industry folks. They announced a ton of new video games. And for you, dear listener. I watched the keynote address for all the big three, oh, okay. Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo, just to see what was coming out, because yeah. I, I like games. And so I think people were saying that Xbox kind of won E3 mm. with the announcements that they made, and, and other people were saying, well, yeah, but Nintendo and PlayStation like already did a bunch of cool stuff before E3, and so they were just kind of building upon that, and Xbox was kind of behind, and so now it's like, here's all this stuff. Like, we're catching up. Yeah. And so, you know, depends on who you're a fan of, I guess. I'll probably end up getting an Xbox One one of these days. The prices are coming down, and they keep releasing new models, and I think you're going to see, with the exception of maybe Nintendo, the platforms are sticking around longer. Mm. They're not cycling to a new platform as quickly as they used to every like four to six years. Um, They're like Xbox one. They've had the original Xbox one and they, I think they had like the elite and then they have the S uh, which was had some additional features. And now there's the X. So the Xbox one X (laughs) is like the new 4k ultra HDR, Blu-ray DVD, everything. But no matter which one you buy, if you pick up an Xbox One game in the store, it'll play on all of them. Yeah. And so it's like an ecosystem of products. And PlayStation is doing something similar where they're getting this. Now they have the PlayStation 4 Pro and then they have like the VR experience. And they've got all these attachments and addendums on their hardware. And Nintendo seems to be the outlier. I've been waiting for them to announce some type of Nintendo Switch refresh. No. But people are still buying them like gangbusters. Yeah. So there's no reason to change it or to drop the price. It's very much like the Wii. It's like, well, why should we drop the price? It's People we, are still buying them. We can't even make enough yeah. for people to buy them. It's kind of a niche product that yeah. there's no direct – like Xbox and PlayStation, those are pretty direct competitors back and forth, whereas the yeah. Nintendo's just different enough yep. that – and they've got their own games and their own exclusive stuff. But. The brilliance of Nintendo Switch and the Wii U and the Wii is that people are going to buy either an Xbox or PlayStation and they're also going to buy a Nintendo console. Yeah. So they're the they're the also. So no matter what people are a fan of, they're always going to get the wow. You know, if I'm a PlayStation fan, well, I want to get the Nintendo too cuz it's kind of cool. And if you're an Xbox, oh, I want to get the Nintendo. They're they win in every situation. Yeah. And if people are like, I don't I want an easy game system, they buy the Nintendo. So it's a g- a good place to be for them. Yes, true. So, yeah, E3, it's, you know, if you're really into games and there's specific games you're looking for, they were probably announced last week and mm-hmm. you'll be able to get your hands on those soon. Uh, you found a great little article. This guy, I didn't actually, looks like he does some programming and <laughs> writing and stuff. He didn't read this long, long article. <laughs> oh, I, re- I skimmed through and read quite a bit of it. I just didn't see what his actual job was. But he uh, was on the end of a vacation, had taken a billion photos on his DSLR, mm-hmm. and was getting ready to make the long trip home. And he went to the Apple Store in London and bought an iPad Pro uh, and the keyboard. And so he wrote this very in-depth article, but it's split up good. You can yeah. find maybe the different sections that would apply to you. Just talking about his life with the iPad Pro and how kind of surprised he's been with how much he could do with it. And we've talked several times before about a lot of people could really get away with uh, just an iPad and especially the iPad Pro. They have some really nice features. So he did some photo editing of those photos and mm-hmm. some programming and writing and all this different stuff. And it seemed to be just a really real life review on the ipad pro it wasn't 
all into the specs and the details. He's or, not like a he's not a, a full time reviewer. Yeah, he's just yeah. a regular guy with a job who has a blog. And there's a lot of nice photos, and he yes. breaks it down really well. He gives the, some of the software he uses and his techniques. And as I'm looking through this, I'm not even sure I read the whole thing, or, or is it just keeps growing, or is this the same article? He's got multiple articles on here. Ah, okay. That's why I was like, I don't remember that, but yeah, I I found it very informative. And if you're one of these people who are contemplating buying a new computer, you might want to take a look at an iPad. I would recommend not getting – some of these people have been asking, should I get the fifth-generation iPad that came out last year because it's cheap right now? Or do I get the one that, that came out this year that supports the pencil? Mm. Uh, or do I get a Pro or what? Yeah. And I think if you're the type of person who's thinking about switching to – an iPad away from a computer, I would highly recommend that 10 and a half inch iPad pro. Yeah. That's it, the one I've got. Yeah. It is. But nice. it, and it's, and let's talk about numbers for a minute. So it's going to be around $600 for the base model. I think it's 32 gigabytes. Yeah. Um, six, six fifty or something like that. And then you're going to probably want to add the pencil on. Some people don't have any interest in the pencil whatsoever. That's another hundred dollars. And then the keyboard, case um you can get third party ones anywhere from 40 to 150 dollars a 20 dollar one on yeah. amazon that's or you can get okay a, or you can get apples one that uses the smart connector and it's kind of form fitting and it's very thin and works very well that one's like 100 150 bucks so you can spend around an 800 dollars to get your whole setup but the cheapest mac you could buy right now is the grossly outdated MacBook Air, I think for a thousand bucks, maybe yeah. eight ninety nine some places. Or you can buy one of the newer ones, they start at twelve ninety nine. Yeah. And so for a lot less money you can get a very nice computing device that it's touchscreen, it has pencil support, it's portable, the battery lasts like ten hours. Yeah. Uh, you can use it on your couch, you can use it at the desk. I mean it's it's really almost the perfect computer yeah. Uh, with the exception of, Hey, I'm a video editor. Sorry, not for you. Or, Hey, I, I edit 200 podcasts a week. Yeah. Sorry, not for you. Or I do spreadsheets, probably not for you. Yeah. Um, but if you're just a regular, I do Facebook, I do email, I do text messages, I play games. iPad's got everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, Read the article. It's really good. It is. It is. And I really enjoy mine. I know I haven't talked about it much. Sometimes I forget to use it just because I always have my laptop or my phone around. But whenever I do, I just really uh, – I use it a lot at work. Like if I'm on site somewhere doing IT stuff, I can walk around with it. I can remote into a server. I can mm -hmm. do all these different things uh, and look stuff up. And just the screen on it is amazing. So, yeah, yeah try them out and go to the Apple store and take a look at it. Uh, we've been talking iOS 12, Apple's, you know, continuing to, they had their developers conference. One of the things that I just saw this week is that they're really cracking down on apps that are, it's basically sharing data. So if they're looking at what other apps are doing, um, and one of the apps that's mentioned is Facebook's VPN service, Onavo. Yeah. I think it's called. I can't remember. But that we had kind of said, hey, stay away from this because you're just giving Facebook data on everything you're doing. Yeah, it's Onavo. Yeah, th they basically want to funnel all traffic through their service and mine the data. Like yeah. everything. If you're if you're on a website, if you're on Apple's website, if you're looking up cookie recipes in a web browser, they can get everything. Yeah. Yeah. So this this new policy that Apple has is that you can't take that data and you certainly can't sell it. So they're trying to make some progress on their side of things as far as this whole privacy stuff goes. I think one of the big things was contacts. Remember when we oh, all yeah, first got yeah. Facebook, it's like, hey, we want to connect your contacts to make your experience better. Well, what happens? I always say no, by the way, uh, but sometimes they trick you. Yeah. They upload your entire contact database. Now they own it. Yeah. If I was in there, want, if you yeah. were in there, you've given Facebook my personal cell phone yeah, number. And yeah. now, who knows? Maybe I'm getting solicitor calls because... Because a, they sold that to make money on the... Yeah. A yeah. distant cousin installed an app or a game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Apple's going to crack down on that type of behavior where the data that's on your device stays on your device and third parties can't mess with it Yeah, without consent. Uh, we touched on this a while back and Apple, they're getting into the content business like Netflix and Amazon to create their own shows, movies, all this stuff. They had committed a billion dollars to doing this. Well, they just announced or it's 
been let out that they've signed a contract with Oprah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. She um, is that the the she does the car show. Yeah, is yeah, that the one? Yeah, they drive race cars. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, I don't think that's it. Oh no, Oprah, the one that uh, ruled the talk show daytime talk show world for oh, a long time. Oh, that Oprah, and, the color purple. Yes, uh, has the, her network, does her movies. The recent movie, um, Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> yeah, I did not see that. I don't. Think I it, don't think anybody did. It didn't rate well on Rotten Tomatoes. No, but yes, this Oprah from the Chicago Land area. They made a deal with her, huh? Yeah, so that you know, some sort of show, and there's been a, a bunch of other things that they've partnered with to get what sounds like some really great stuff that shows they're committed to this. So whether they're going to do a TV service or whatever mm-hmm. it is, they're going to be producing some great content. And I saw just a headline this morning. I didn't even get to click on it, but it uh, was talking about how they are a lot further in this process than people are kind of thinking they are because they've been Mm -hmm. working these deals for a couple years and they've done some little tester type stuff with the carpool karaoke and the planet of the apps. I haven't even seen one episode of that. I I need to write a review of that because I watched it and I saw the benefits in it. The tech bubble, they poo pooed it because they already know inside the industry. Yeah. Uh, Gave some really, and it was kind of like a shark tank, but for apps and yeah, it was all right. It wasn't as bad as what we heard on all the Art Tech show. podcasts. Yeah. Um, so speaking of big media stuff, this week AT&T completed its acquisition of Time Warner Incorporated. Uh, now it's kind of – there's bits and pieces and all this different stuff, but this is AT&T's big play into um, you know having the content business. Comcast has uh, NBC – but they're also just put in a bid for Fox and Disney's bidding for Fox. The big We're, get bigger and the rich get yeah. richer. Yeah, and the net neutrality stuff that just went through this last week. That's again, it's not over. It never will be. But mm-hmm. um, so that's. But the judge ruled that they could go through this. So now Comcast and Disney are going to fight over Fox's content. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all want to have a play in all the different areas, and the judge ruled that it wasn't. You know, like creating a monopoly because AT&T is a vertical and Time Warner is a vertical as media. So mm. uh, it's not – wasn't AT&T buying T-Mobile, which T-Mobile's merging with Sprint. Yeah, but they were – their market share was lower. So that's why yeah, it was Yeah, all, all this big business stuff, it doesn't seem like it's going to be great for customers. It boggles um, the mind how large these companies oh, can become. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've got a lot of lot of power, and this will bring uh, them a lot of content. So I, I forget it's HBO, uh, TNT, Warner Brothers mm-hmm. um, will all come under. That's now all under AT and T. They've got the international stuff and the communications for phones and. Um, oh, quick pro tip. Okay. Another, you're getting another pro tip. For free today. This episode is chock full. Yes. I saw a commercial last night. I was watching the... uh, I don't know why I watch America's Got Talent. That's a good show. It is, but they put so much fluff around it. I was watching it live, not recorded. So it's... But one of the commercials, it was T-Mobile... And it was showing like military personnel at a baseball game where they had them all stand up, you know, for like military mm-hmm. appreciation day. Well, the T-Mobile said all military personnel get 50% off family plans with T-Mobile. Wow. So if you uh, thank you for your service and T-Mobile thanks you with what seems like you could get 50% off your T-Mobile bill, which is really awesome. Uh, That's I'm guessing huge. they've done some other deals like that. Uh, like they have the one the 60 and over or 65 and over the uh we don't call them senior citizens anymore <laughs> what do we call them uh, honored age. citizen honored citizens honored citizens yes where they have like a 65 dollar plan per month my parents were able to get on that one and save a bunch yeah. of money Good. so t-mobile they're still doing weird stuff but i'm glad i remembered to share that and i'll put a link in the show notes um so <laughs> On to some the important news yeah, of the week. I love this. Uh, Dank, Dank Learning System <laughs> auto-generates memes. So uh, I follow some meme accounts on Instagram, yeah. and they memes are entertaining. So it's those common pictures you'll see with some text over them or whatever and just yeah. funny, weird stuff. They and, use the same picture all the time, but the text on it is different. Yes. Um, and this, this article harkens back to our 
paint colors. Yes, yes, the artificial intelligent paint colors. Now we're doing artificial intelligent memes, which I was thinking, at least with these ones, they'll probably spell most of the words right. Because uh, 95% of memes, I think they do it on purpose. They spell a word wrong. And it's just like, oh, come on, people. Um, or just look real low, not low quality, but just kind of thrown together. <laughs> Some uh, of these are so good. Yeah. So they basically what their system does, these two guys created it. You put in the picture and then like success kid, which is the famous little kid, which is clenching his fist and giving that look of yeah. success. Yeah. And then it creates... Uh, memes based on that, so they show yeah. some of the some of the ones. Do it. Was there a favorite one of the ones they show there that you like? Well, there's some at the top in the main picture. It's it's kind of like the wasted looking guy, and he goes, "Dude, I have no nose." <laughs> like what? And then there's another guy. Uh, the face you make when you know it normally be like the face you make when when you find out you flunked all your finals yeah. or something like that. But this one is the face you make when. You realize your girlfriend is watching you. What? (laughs) Just like complete fluff. (laughs) Just doesn't. It would probably get a million likes on Instagram on the right account or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not racist. I'm just a hipster. (laughs) That makes no sense (laughs) at all. No sense whatsoever. Uh, But most, a lot of memes don't make any sense. And the last one, just a normal looking guy. This is how I feel when I look at my teeth. (laughs) What? So the AI has got a long way to go to make yes. these actually funny, but I think they're funny because they're just non sequiturs. They yeah. just make no sense. They're just out of left field. It's great. Yep. No. Uh, yeah. You meme generators out there, you're going to be okay for a while. Uh, some security stories. Taplock, which I believe oh, it was boy. a Kickstarter. They are. Uh, they finally released their product after raising a bunch of money, and you know, after a year, they finally got their product out and. It the summary, it is horrible security wise. Well, there's two aspects to its horribleness. Yeah. There's the physical aspect and then there's the digital aspect. Yes. The the physical aspect is is you can stick something on the back of it, uh, jam a screwdriver in it, and then turn it and unscrew the back to get to all the electronics to disable yeah. the lock. So yeah, it's just screwed onto the whole back of the yeah. smart. So it's a smart lock. You use your yeah. fingerprint, $100. Looks like a great idea. It's because- like a padlock for your locker or yeah. your gate or whatever. But yeah, so it's, it seems like an awesome concept. But one, you could use bolt cutters. Yeah. I mean, anybody could use bolt cutters. But even if you don't have bolt cutters and you wanted to be a little more sneaky about it, a screwdriver would work. And then uh, most recently they had a problem because all the stuff that they store online uh, is pretty much in plain text, I think. Yeah, it's easily – you could control any lock. You can access uh, the data. You just have to create your own account and then you can yeah. figure out you like can see anybody's account. And easily defeat. Yeah, and there's yeah. some other stuff with Bluetooth. So there's basically three major things. They took all this time to make this <laughs> yeah. and it's like – Wait a second. Within a week, you've completely eliminated any valid. So apparently, they put a little metal pin on the inside so you couldn't turn it anymore. And I guess that was there all the time, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, besides the gut YouTube video where the guy just put the thing on there and took Popped the back off. off, and then there's a couple screws, and then you have access to all the electronics. So I, I mean, there, I don't know what the moral lesson is here. But it's like if you're going to make a security device, you should probably have some security experts in the mix that are testing these yeah. things. Like, oh, it could be defeated this way physically. Or, hey, maybe you should set up your accounts online in a way that's secure, you know, since you're making, Randomized a, you're and, making a padlock. Well, yeah, I think one of the guys – so they did what's in the industry is called pen testing, penetration testing. So that's okay. like somebody that tries to hack into banks and stuff that yep. – white hat hackers where they're trying to figure find these issues before the bad guys do. before the bad guys so some, one of the guys he opened the app and realized that it wasn't using secure connections yeah. so they weren't even using ssl certificate on the app to connect yeah oh so boy from the very, very beginning it was a very sophomoric effort yes is that the right thing i don't think that's right fresh monic <laughs> effort <laughs> a very poor effort yes very poor effort uh a fun story to end. I think it's fun. I like the potential of this. Dave, have you heard about the e-scooter revolution that's going on in major cities? I have, actually. And, I, and 
a couple podcasts uh, we're talking about it as well. But yeah, yes. a lot of the tech podcasts because San Francisco, of course, and there's been all these conferences and stuff going on in San Francisco. So the idea is it's basically an electric motorized razor scooter type thing. It's not like an Uber. What are those cars that you can just go to and uh, drive them around like the and park go, them? or zip car? Zip car. Yeah. It's like a zip car, but it's a scooter. Or those Nike bikes. I saw some downtown this weekend. You just pull up to them. You do something on your app. And then you pay for it. You go ride it around. And then you park it somewhere. And you're done. It's a great idea. Yeah. But what's the problem with these scooters? What's the... Oh, no problem. They're just... They're raising money. And they're raising a lot of money. So uh, they're working on... Basically, their valuation. If you've ever watched Shark Tank, you know they always talk valuation. So the percentage invested, you can look at what the total valuation would be. And they're seeking a $2 billion valuation. Wow. Uh, So it's been in the big cities. I know they're in San Francisco. I know they're in some other large cities. They're expanding. uh, I heard that one of the companies, of course, there's a couple companies doing this. One of them is going to be bringing some to Portland. And we do have... I poo-pooed on those Nike bikes, those orange ones that you could just walk up and rent. But yeah. I see people riding them around. And I've never seen anybody on one. Yeah, I I see them around. So somebody's using them, whether they're not, whether it's lucrative well, or not. They're great for people who live downtown who don't own a car. Yeah. Because then you can get around. Uh, but I, we, I mean, my daughter really wants to try them. So you park in a parking garage, then you just ride them around town and stuff. But with the Nike bikes, you kind of have to have a plan. It's like, where can I park it? Because if I'm going to the donut shop, I just don't want to leave it on the side of the road there. Yeah. Someone steals it, and then it's my responsibility. Uh, with the scooters, though, one of the issues has been there's no parking stalls for them. You just oh. get one. And just dump it when you're done Wherever, with it. in the bush, in the parking lot, outside a store. <laughs> They're just everywhere. They're like pigeons, I guess. Wow. Yeah, no, that's crazy. But yeah, so you just get the app. You If you find one, you get on it. Now, one of the other problems is charging because they're electric, yeah. but they pay people to go charge them. So we might even mention it. Yeah. These guys will gather them all up and go charge. Like they'll have a minivan and just go around, pick them all up because they can see in the app which ones need to be charged, get them charged up, put them back up, and they get a couple bucks. From I would the have company. a charging station in my minivan or in my little, not a yeah. minivan, but like a, a regular van. Load them all in there, hook them up to the chargers, drive around. When the ones were finished, I would drop them off and keep getting more. Constantly keep charging them. Yeah. uh, So it's just another disruption where I was just talking. My brother yesterday was up for Father's Day and had to drive back down to Eugene. And we Mm -hmm. were dreaming of in the not-too-distant future where you'll be able to open an app on your phone. A car will show up. Without a driver, it'll drive you home and you sleep the whole way. I would love it. Uh, So it's... There are some distinct advantages to that kind of stuff, and I I look forward to it. So if you're in one of the cities where they have the bird scooters or one of these companies, let us know if you tried them out. Get some video. We'll get that on the Not Nerd for you. Yeah. We'd love to hear some uh, feet on the ground or feet on the scooter, as it may be. (laughs) Yes. Well, that brings us to our picks of the week. week. Now, if I was in a uh, car, a self-driving car from Eugene to Portland, I would play my next pick. Oh. I would play this little game I found. What? Oh, oh, geez. You're doing some gaming on your phone? And I guess there's music. Oh. It's very soothing kind of Asian-style music. Anyway, the name of this game is Kami, and more specifically, Kami 2. And this isn't like C-O-M-M- I.e. Kami, yes. uh, you're not. No one's going to come to your house and put you in jail for uh, uh, voting for somebody with communist. Who's that guy? <laughs> McCarthy. Yes. McCarthy's not going to come to your door. No, this is Kami. K A M I. I honestly would have chosen a different name for this game, but yeah. maybe there's a reason. It could be Cami. Cami. Yeah. I'm going with Kami. But <laughs> Kami too. There was an original one, uh, and you know, it was 99 cents or whatever. So I'm not. Gonna Pay for, I'm going to pay that for a game. I want a free game. Yes. And so Kami 2 is free. Their business models, you can buy some extra features if oh, you want okay. to do that. There's some some various things. It's not evident what they are, but you can do different things. Oh, um, I'm seeing here oh, on AR. the page you can buy some hints. Oh, hints. That's, so you get like 10 hints for two bucks. That's exactly right because I, I got stuck on a puzzle <laughs> and I, was, I used all my hints. Um, the puzzles do get hard. And so let me explain this game. It is a... Kind of a paper craft uh, 
look style. Like someone has used origami. Mm. Maybe that's kami as uh, part of origami. Yeah. You know, uh, it, I think it actually says something in the about what it means. <laughs> I'm not going to bore you with details. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I want to get make to the, it up. I want to get to the game here. Uh, it's uh, a field of, of folded paper, and the goal is to use a set number of moves to change colors of the various paper fields so that at the end you have all the same color. So that was a perfect explanation. So what's your pick? No, I'm kidding. That's terrible. <laughs> That's a terrible. But uh, it, it is difficult to explain with words. But check it out. Kami 2. It's a relaxing, gentle, non-timed puzzle game hmm. that you use colors to change the colors of the paper on the screen. And there's beautiful animations and yeah, you showed it to me, and uh, I, it looks like a nice little, nice little game that would be good for doing some deep breathing and just kind of enjoying, enjoying the puzzles. And they have a colorblind mode for those of you oh. who suffer from colorblindness. Very nice. That is helpful. Well, my tip of the week is a game called Kami Two. Oh no. Uh, I do second your pick, but this is a product that I do not own, but I would suggest that you buy if you need it. Okay. And this is, you might have heard of it, that's starting to make the rounds. It's called the Wise Cam. Okay. Should I take a look at this, or are you going to trick me oh, with the price? I will. Okay. We'll do a little, how much would you pay? All right. Describe this thing to me. So they have two models. The new model is called the, it's W-Y-Z-E Cam Pan. So it is a 1080p pan and tilt, like home security camera type thing. Okay. So it's got a little base and a little box, and then the camera moves up and down, and then the whole device spins back and forth, so you'd be able to pan a room, um, or it would do motion detection, that kind of thing. It does a 110 degree um, up and down, and then 360 degree around. Mm. So with this, you also get free... Um, storage of the video. So it also you can put an SD card, but they'll have a cloud thing so you can look at remotely. We just had a bird's nest up in our hanging flower basket. Yeah, and our neighbor had a I forget which brand it was a nice little cam camera that she set up that was Wi-Fi, so Chelsea could look at it on her phone mm-hmm. and see what the little when the eggs hatched, and it was really cool. And she was able to post that stuff. So it's like a remote controlled webcam. Yes. Yes, and so you get, uh, I believe it's free rolling 14-day cloud storage. So like if you were going on a week's vacation, it would record anytime there's motion, mm-hmm. or it could do during different times of the day. It could pan through, make sure windows are closed and everything looks fine. Right. So it'll store 14 days up in the cloud, and you can check that, and then it rolls out yeah. after that. Um, but it's all very secure. These are, I believe there's some uh, Amazon engineers that are doing this. Okay. Uh, 1080p, I'll remind you, 8x digital zoom. So you could zoom in a little bit. Yeah. It's not going to be great. It's like cropping. And then you can do continuous recording with the SD card where it would record all the time or just the motion sensing. Yeah. Um, but looks like a really nice piece of hardware. Dave, what would you pay? Or the Waze Cam. Wise. Wise Cam. Uh, Pan. So the, so the name is really dumb. And so that makes me think it's from a maybe a Chinese startup type thing. Maybe not. it's not from Philips or Yeah, Panasonic. it is these, uh, the ex-Amazon engineers that were probably just looking for a name that they could. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to – I think something like this would – I've got two prices in my mind and one's lower and one's higher. Oh, and one other thing. I do believe it might have some battery that it would go for a while okay. on battery, or you need to plug it on the wall. And I'm it's not... all Wi-Fi? It doesn't have a network connection cable? Uh, that... No, it does not. Just, just Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Hmm. I'm going to say this thing is $89. Which you would easily pay for that. 30 bucks. What? Yeah. And I think it's 38 for shipping. The original one was like 24 bucks. Like You can get it. 30... The original one didn't pan and zoom. Um, and it was thirty bucks shipped, and uh, but you got the same kind of services. It is wow, that is cheap. And the thing that makes me mad why I haven't bought this product yet is because I spent money on a couple of these type of cameras that were 
not good quality, not well thought out like these yeah. ones. So I already have some. If I needed them, I don't currently use them for anything. Uh, but like for a baby monitor, or if you just want to have something while you're gone, I think I can want be this. recording. Yeah, it would be a I wonder great. If we could use some of these here at work. Yeah, I mean. For a security type camera, yeah. if you just want to have some motion or an idea of what's going on, uh, I've heard, I've seen several reviews and heard people talking about them on different tech podcasts, and everybody is just praising this company, saying these guys are doing a great job and their ideas kind of to work off razor thin margins, kind of like Amazon where they came mm-hmm. from, and just sell enough of them. And then I, I don't know. I'm guessing you can upgrade possibly or in the future where you could have longer storage times and that maybe some add-on features. This but seems way too cheap. I, that's what I – but Leo Laporte, he's swearing by him now. He bought three and he's been using and a bunch of security researchers have done the pen testing like we talked yeah. about before. Found that – well, because it came up on Reddit. Somebody was like, hey, this keeps pinging a server in – China, what's going on yeah. here? Is it sending on my video somewhere? And, th- and they came out and they said, well, it's the notification service for Android. iPhone, there's a built-in notification service that they can use to send you alerts when the, there's camera motion. On Android, right. there isn't that. So the cheapest service they found was in China, but they guaranteed that it's all fully secure and it's just letting you know when there's motion. So, I mean, so I think it is like 38 bucks shipped. They don't have these prime on Amazon right now. The pan just came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think, and you can set what they call waypoints. So you could say, okay, look at the kitchen. Okay. Look at the living room. Look at the back door. Look at the front door, whatever's in the field of view. Yeah. If you have a small house, like I do, yeah. where it's, you can see all of those things at yeah. the same time, but to have a couple of these, around the house you could really have some peace of mind hmm. um, or for your business or whatever so that's really cool that's a great pick yeah so the best pick that i probably won't buy because yeah. i don't need it and that frustrates me uh maybe i could sell the old ones to a sucker and yeah. i mean if anybody <laughs> yeah. wants an older yeah email camera, at not nerd.com yes well, that wraps up this episode 132 of the Not Nerd Podcast. We thank you guys so much, like Elliot's voicemail and people asking us questions. Yeah, Julie's and question. Thank you, Julie. Going back and forth. We love that stuff because we know so much about technology and we want to share it with you guys. So share the podcast with a friend and get out there and tech better. Tape that's just lost energy. All speed. Yeah, yeah, energy. Here. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Not Nerd. <laughs> what? No, I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> we're doing a podcast today.